Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. And I'm Captain Shaw. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. The boy's a friend of yours, is he? Yeah, we grew up together. Let him grow up some more. Oh, Cue snap! the theme song. Rob, is it true? There to be a colored regiment? So it seems. Then I am your first volunteer. I've submitted your name, Robert, to be commissioned colonel of the 54th Massachusetts Infantry. Can't go on forever. Yeah, but ain't nobody gonna win. Company! Halt! For God's sake, man, do you not know your right from your left? No, 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 sir. The man needs you, Colonel. Yes, I know. I've been after the quartermaster for some time now. No, sir. Now, the boy's your friend, is he? We grew up together, yes. Let him grow up some more. Ain't nobody gonna win, it's just gonna go on and on. Alright! We got some more movie action coming at you from 1989. Oh yeah, Ed Zwick came to us with... Glory! Glory, hallelujah, as the line in the movie says. Glory, the movie about um, the first um, black regiment of soldiers in the Civil War. Um, and it follows specifically Robert Gould Shaw, who's a... Um, Captain or lieutenant, perhaps, when the... He's a uh, colonel. Well, he is when the things get rolling, but you're jumping way ahead. I think he was a captain. He was in one of the major battles, um, is wounded. He comes from an affluent family of um, abolitionists, I think. They were trying to um, abolish slavery. So he's fairly well-connected in hoity-toity Boston, where he's from. Um, Goes to fight in the South. So the way this movie is kind of framed around is um, a bunch of letters that have actually been documented and recorded and are kept in um, a museum somewhere. They're actually uh, crazy. He's really well written, this guy. He was really thoughtful about everything. So he think he had some uh, delusions of grandeur and oh, ho, ho, the men will the men will succeed one day when fighting the Rebs and uh, he gets his butt kicked and gets wounded. Um, ends up going back to Boston to convalesce a little bit and is put in charge of this um, of, of this new group of soldiers. So this is based on a very true story, uh, and I did a little bit of research, and a lot of the history that they follow here is is quite accurate in terms of um, how the unit was formed and some of the troubles they ran into. Some of the specific characters past Robert Gouldshaw are not real. Um, but yeah, there's, there's all kinds of different hijinks that ensue. So another uh, relevant to the day uh, today movie um, about a bunch of really brave soldiers who just wanted to do their part and win their freedom. So uh, let me start this show off with uh, kind of a, a, a deep question. Is, is this movie, should this movie have been more about um, from some of the soldier perspectives, um, from some of the black soldiers perspectives, and not as much about um, the white guy that was put in charge of this unit? Was there the, the attention put on the wrong spot in this movie? Was that a missed opportunity? Or um, was it put in the right place to, to kind of tell the story? Matthew Product doesn't really have an arc in this. It's interesting. <clears throat> I don't and so find he do, does. do you forgive it because he's based on a on a real person and it'd th- be hard to I think the arc is is fine where there the characters that do have arcs have big arcs. I think the the, the four characters that they they have the, for the black characters are the uh, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, and then there's two other ones. Thomas is one. Yeah, who who's Thomas a, changes Andre a bunch. Brower uh, from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine fame. Nine Nine. Who's the Who's the uh, quieter guy who's not very bright? Jupiter. Is that his name? Jupiter. Uh, 
Jupiter Shats or something like that. I like that guy. Jupiter Shirts. I believe his last name actually is Shirt. No, this is his real... I'm not kidding. Jupiter Shirt. Is this his real name? No, I don't know his real name. The quiet the quiet guy who's yeah, a really good shot? Quiet. Yeah, the really good shot yeah. guy, yeah. I think it's before the prominence of Shirt as a... Uh, yeah, they, know, they, a they didn't know. Or maybe it's a tribute to him and his So those talents. guys, those guys. like John Crapper. This is the first guy that <laughs> sharted and it's, uh, it's all founded. And Billy even, pooped my pants. Even Kelly, Carrie Eloise seems to have an uh, arc, but uh, I just it's interesting to me. I Apparently feel like they it's, cut most of his <laughs> scenes. Yeah, well, he had a whole story that was going to play out and they edited the movie down and you know, took his story away. But that's fine, though, because he does change. He didn't even want... The last thing you need in this movie is more white... So yeah, this is why I asked the question from the start because that's why I feel like this is like Paul back to the future Marty didn't change in that movie but everyone around him changes and the characters that change are the black characters who just became free and how they deal with their freedom and by joining the army because they want to kick in a lot of them say we got to kick in and we want to help they change so significantly throughout the course of going through the training then they there's just a bunch of things happened and then by the end of the movie like it's amazing they've all transformed so i don't think you necessarily need the broadway character to have a big huge no. arc it's okay I that think, he doesn't i think one of the big arcs <clears throat> is kind of the perspective of a black unit at this time because you can see they're basically like like these guys will be work detail they talk about how they're they're never going to even see fighting they they mentioned to him in the beginning when he's there and um and those guys too are like fuck that we joined to fight right and then you see at the end especially like in that very obvious thing where that guy at first has the problem with them in that one uh, scene earlier and then at the end as they're marching towards the fort give him l54 yeah he you can see his acceptance and his um respect oh yeah for them, that's right? great and that's like the moment where you can see that like the uh the I don't know. It's it's not a character arc, but it's almost like the perspective of mm. the of the environment has changed to like one of more acceptance and and and, and high regard, right? Well, and Denzel's character is like his acting is so good. And well, he won an Oscar for this. <clears throat> I think this was his first Oscar um, for best supporting, and it's crazy. the The scene where he gets whipped is they really whipped it's nuts. Away. They looked like they were getting into him with something. I don't think they were whipping him. No, they, they, really they whipped, whipped him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So they, they, they made it so the whip um, wouldn't cut him, mm -hmm. but that he was still getting whipped full force. Yeah. And so at the end there where he's got that tear, they, uh, the director just didn't call cut, and they, yeah, kept, and they kept whipping going. on him, and then that tear is sincere. Yeah. So he was he was really getting hurt. It wasn't like a full whip. No, movie, but it was, it was uh, a sting. Were, it was like a yeah, sting. Yeah, it was still... still <clears> um, that's that's crazy. So I mean, so whether this movie was told from the right perspective, maybe that'll come up more as we as we discuss more of the movie. But this movie like kind of nabs you in the feels all kinds of different ways. Um, it's this would be one of the first movies I remember doing a really good job of like the Civil War era type stuff. And you you're throwing so much stuff at the kickoff of this movie with the the fight scene. There's a couple of heads popping, a bunch of people going down in battle, and then. He's heard in the med station, and you got the sawing of the leg, which is not directly gory, but is still one of the most disturbing chopping a leg off scenes ever. You just hear the guy crying and begging them to stop, and the doctor's sawing away, and you can see the shadow behind the wall. So it's quite intense. It sets up Robert uh, or Shaw's character really, really well because he goes from there to the Boston party where he's trying to enjoy himself, and people are 
the ladies are looking at him as eligible bachelors. So this was a great example of where a lot of movies would have dipped into voiceover or gone back into his letter readings. But this one just played some like kind of angelic choir music while he's walking through the party and, and hearing some of the battle replay sounds in his head. And um, so it, it, I don't know, it, I love the, di- the, the dichotomy of that um, as it was happening on screen. It was like, it really got me to where he's coming from. I think they resisted the temptation to of using voiceover in any other way than to just read the letters. Those letters are exactly what the letters said. And man, so they just read. He was just reading basically verbatim what Shaw wrote back to his family. Well, and that's why the the voiceover is a little bit more palatable too. Like um, great, like um, American History X, which we just did, um, where it's Edward Furlong's uh, essay that that is the voiceover. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it's okay because because that's what it is, right? Unlike when we did a, when we watch American Psycho, when or the platoon. voiceover is just telling you what you're seeing. Yeah, or platoon yeah, dropped like, the ball. It's again. like the story of two fathers. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's um, it the voiceover works because it's like we say it's okay if it's dialogue sometimes. Yeah, and right? like the the letter format here being a historical thing, like his letters are just there's beautiful. They're beautiful the way he like thanks his parents and and writes about the plight and how he doesn't understand his soldiers but he's trying to he's really trying hard and as hard as you see him I've read online a lot of people knocked Broderick for his acting in this movie but I just think I think he was playing the character in a certain uh, no false bravado like that's not his style he actually I think maybe if you could say he did have uh, an arc was finding his courage at the end to dive back into battle the way he did because you know, maybe he didn't feel like he performed that well in the one battle he was in and felt a little cowardly that so many men died and he didn't. And then he, he's like leading his men in and at the last moment is the first up the hill because he knows it's going to get his boys up and over. That could potentially be his arc that he kind of finds that. But I like the way he plays. All the men would think he's this hard ass colonel, but you see him struggle with the decisions and like having to tell Carrie Elius not to talk to Thomas and all that kind of stuff. I, I like how it came off. So him reading the letters and and uh, and and the Shaw character, I think he did it, he did a pretty good job with. And like the rest of the supporting cast, just crushes everything they're given. His pro- Matthew Broderick's performance is fantastic. Yeah, there's nothing. A lot wrong of people rip on it. His online. performance and the writing of his character is not that bad either because because he does struggle with with some. Dis- he he he's never done this before, so some of his methods and the way he treats the men and stuff um, come off as a bit harsh and stuff. But you see, he does grow into that later on when uh, he sees Thomas. I think that's his arc. Like Thomas, though, it's just, it's not. He's, it's, he's not a leader <clears throat> at the beginning. He's a pretender. At the end, he has become Yeah, leader. That's true. And it's not that I, he, he doesn't change at all. It's just I feel like the other characters change so significantly because he was in this to win it from the beginning. Yeah, he gets asked, and then even even Carrie Eloise is mocking it and scoffing the idea of him doing this, and he's like, "I'm doing it." Like he just says, "I'm doing it." Carrie Eloise can't believe it. Yeah. So like at the beginning of the movie, he was all in like yeah. right away. So that's kind of why I feel like it. The he doesn't go from like one thing to another, but I can see what you guys are saying. Yeah. I I agree that he becomes a strong leader over the course of the movie. I love the scenes where he. I just feel like he's a good. He's a good. He's good enough performance where he supports them, like when he goes to give Denzel the flag and stuff, and yeah. Denzel's like, "No, I don't want it." That's a great scene yeah. for the from the both of them in an acting standpoint. He's like, "It's quite an honor, you know," and and Denzel like explains I to him how he, for you. Yeah. he doesn't want it. I love that scene. I mean, there's 
so many great little scenes between all of the different characters the the four black characters in the tent the first time we meet them and we get to, we start to get to know them like this is what <clears throat> i was watching a movie like just yesterday and there's no character development and you look at this and there's so much character development that first moment in the tent when uh they're all trying to figure each other out and uh Denzel wants a certain spot of the tent and Thomas gives it up because he's kind of the alpha. Yep. And then, uh, but Morgan Freeman ain't a pushover either. But then he like disarms Morgan Freeman with his humor about being president. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. What have you been doing since then? I ran for president. <laughs> didn't win though. There was a long pause and then he says, I didn't win though. And they all laugh. And it's so great because now all of a sudden we like these, we just like these guys. They're charming yeah. and funny and... And, uh, you know, like some of them are, and you see Denzel's feet and stuff and like you feel the sorry sympath- for him. Yeah, it, this movie comes in a lot of great waves that make you feel a bunch of different things. And um, it's, it, we talked about this a couple episodes ago where we just wish characters had spoken up for themselves before the punishment was laid out. But like uh, Morgan Freeman telling, um, telling uh, uh, Gould, uh, fuck, I keep calling him the wrong name, telling Shaw about Trip and how he had like, he just wants some shoes, sir. And then he, he goes and looks at how bad his back is bleeding. He must have felt horrible that he put him through that, like just because his men needed shoes. And that whole shoe side story too is put together so beautifully woven in with this, this, the quartermaster uh, who just won't give the black soldiers the equipment they need. Nasty little cuss. And he goes in and he has his crew waiting outside and, right. and he busts in. All that side story works so well. And it's just little side characters being plugged in at the, at the Christmas dinner and... Um, yeah, it's good. And then the layers of getting the soldiers ready f- so you get some intense training and then there's the whole pay issue that comes up. Then they get the guns, then they get the suit, uh, the, the uniforms. So it, it's nice little bits to build it up. And um, um, yeah, it's handled the, the structure and story. So this is slightly over two hours. Um, like, and it's like it didn't two, seem like, it's like it was... two o two. Yeah, it did not seem it's, too long. It, it's funny though, because I think Brent mentioned it and someone else mentioned it. Uh, I think one of our friends mentioned who watched it. We we all felt it was after watching it was longer than it was, but not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. It's just feels like a feels like it was a longer movie because so many things happened in it. My my statement was more that I actually would have like and rarely will I say this because I have a fucking pretty short attention span. But I would have liked this movie to be longer because I feel like it 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 didn't give me everything I wanted. And actually, I didn't know what it was, um, but I was reading about the movie and reading some review and stuff. And Roger Ebert, I think, was the one I was reading it from. And his big criticism about it um, was, why are we seeing this movie through a white perspective? Yeah. Right? And, like, what we should have been seeing is all of the... We should have been seeing white officers or white... Like, this whole fucking conflict from from the soldiers' perspectives, Right? as opposed to like from the white captain it's too much of that and not enough of the other and you could do both but we need to see that other a little bit more and i think that's maybe what i was what i was feeling but not knowing how to um articulate it yeah i i i I understand what that but the what, what i was saying earlier i think takes care of that because they really do focus so much more on the growth of the black soldiers and less sh- like he's he's a straight man so much in the movie he's a straight man with thomas thomas is the one that has all the emotion when he comes over to him and he's like can i talk to you for a second and he's like he won't let him talk to him no nope. 
And like the look on Thomas's face when he says that he cannot talk to him because he's a, he's a soldier and he's a colonel are are the scene all of this every scene with Denzel. I mean, like yeah. like you don't remember <laughs> like it doesn't like he's a placeholder. He does a great job, but but it is all about the black soldiers for me anyway. I find that it is. Yeah, it he is. has this little moment where he gets rid of his horse at the end and hands his letters. But I like that they kind of they they boxed it around his letters and uh, that gave it like a framework. I guess it's just like he's the main character, and in this story, should he be? I I, I think he, on paper he is, but I actually feel like Denzel is more of the main character than him at the end of the day. No. I, I wonder. I do wonder because like at so at the end of the day, and if it is true or, or was a creative um, uh, license, like if he was. Honestly, the colonel of that group that that brought that group of men up the beach and then like would died at the wall, being like, "We can't stay here. Let's fucking go." Then maybe he did deserve to be the hero of this particular story, although the larger movement maybe not. Um, and it's definitely, I, I I agree with Colin. I think he put it well that the the, the soldiers' growth is is more uh, pronounced than than his own. But it definitely is, and Denzel steals it. Yeah, every scene. Yeah, so I I'm just wondering, like, is that actor, is this though. is it a, is it a a case of that those characters could have been maybe you feel they could have been richer, so you want more, but is it like this less is more in this case? Like the fact that we're left wanting more from all of that, maybe that's a really good thing. To me, it's the movement. Like, like you look <clears> at what this is about, right? This is about like fighting the Confederacy. This is about people who were like in in servitude, like like slavery. And now they're getting an opportunity to fight. And like some of them, like Thomas was born a free man. Yeah. Dad was a free man. Like that wasn't super common. And he still chose to fight. But and he then also, there's other guys that were slaves going to fight again. And then Shaw reads that letter early on saying the Confederates basically posted this thing that any black soldier caught um, will be put immediately back into slavery. And if he's wearing the uniform, he'll be hung. And any white officer... Yeah, in charge of a of a of a, a black contingent or whatever, will be hung as well or shot or whatever. Put to death, summarily put to death. I believe is the phrase. Yeah. So like it's it's to me it there is a lot of good character stuff and like John said like Shaw's the guy that like pushes forward at the end and all that stuff. But you could also say that his like and they probably would have been auto volunteered, but his and he knows that I think which is why he volunteers. He gets ahead of it, but. Um, to, to me, even though Shaw has those moments that um, in a normal movie might be like the obvious choice for the first character, I think in this movie there's a lot of bigger scope, a lot of bigger picture items mm. um, where, where perhaps the perspective should have been changed. It's funny that Ebert was saying that back then too because um, I was listening to Oliver Stone talking about his movies on Rogan and uh, he long ago wanted to make a movie about Martin Luther King and he'd written a script with someone else and they tried to get it made they couldn't get the financing and rogan asked him he was like would you still be interested in pursuing that story because there'll be an amazing story and uh stone goes like with like no malice or anything he's like no he's like a black filmmaker needs to make that story yeah, no, yeah. No. he's like i can't do that there's just some things white it, people can't it's, own no it's just no. interesting though that like stone's perspective is that that's what should happen yeah. like he's not going to attempt that um, because he feels like it would become better from someone who uh, is black and, and has a better understanding. 
So it's interesting that Roger Ebert thought that all the way back then, because this is like a long time ago in this movie. I thought it yeah. was a very progressive, actually, too. So progressive. That, yeah, that, to that is it. a perspective that you hear nowadays, but yeah. definitely I've not heard it um, no, until the neither. more common thing about like, like, um, it's crazy. There's a, there's a, there's a painter that I know about that painted, um, and I can't remember his name, but it's a boy that was lynched long ago. Um, and there was a picture taken of his like horribly beaten face in the casket. Um, and it's, it's oh, yeah. extremely, um, controversial yeah. and she painted it. She's a white artist and there was huge outrage at it because that's like not her topic to own. Right. And that it was like, it was like almost like an appropriation of this horrible, tragic event. And like, what place do you have to use that? Even though her heart was in the right place, she was trying to represent the topic. It was very high, uh, heavily criticized. And I think that you get into that, that same situation here where it, yeah. it's like you might have the best saying. intentions but it's really not your perspective to paint with and you got to be careful with art it's true but that being said i think you know with the direction that they went and the way they did it it was respectfully done um it still had a very powerful message i think it was they kept it to be about the soldiers unit and not about the greater slavery movement and 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 you know the emancipation proclamation and all that kind you of stuff you needed so, to do that too you have to so bookending it like around the letters and around this event, maybe maybe that's the only way it could have been done. I don't know, but well, I do it, agree. It there, was based on his letters too, so like there is definitely that. Yeah, it's but just, now that you're talking about it, I do wish that I could see like a, a, a more sprawling and well-told story about this. Yeah, and I don't mean for it to be like a heavy criticism because like even with that Dana Schutz, by the way, is the artist. Um, I can't. Um, I don't. I don't know where I fall on that, but I think that that is worth uh, worth reflection. Yeah. I also think that the way they told it, it is once again, um, the themes are all there. So do you, do you, is it really need to be so specifically about that? Mm-hmm. Because like, if it's really more about the characters and their experiences, that is what like, like the, 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 with them being free and the civil war and stuff is, is the backdrop and you really get the, you get to know these guys and that's the best way to tell stories. Yeah. If you're if you're really going out to make a movie about the Civil War or slavery rather than the characters, then those are movies like that. What's his face makes like uh, what's that movie about with uh, Heath Ledger and Mel Gibson? Patriot. That's what you get when you do that type of shit. Yeah. Right. Because it <laughs> because it you know what I'm saying it. You're not respect it. The audience audience is never going to be able to like understand that huge complex thing, but they can understand the people and how they're going through it. And mm-hmm. that's what I think this movie does really well. Like with Denzel trying to steal shoes and instead they think he was deserting and he gets whipped and then the Colonel finds out about it and then comes and well, then he gets the shoes for everybody too, because apparently all their feet were like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they did a really good job in, in, in kind of capturing that what was going on at the time well and they do the four the four main characters from the from the battalion or whatever it is um and they're all kind of all represent like four different socioeconomic backgrounds from like a black soldiers thing like thomas is like like a very well-to-do educated um comes from like a little bit more money yeah his story's great Um, too and then you have right down to jupiter who is like uneducated um not well-versed squirrel hunting (laughs) like like right from right from poverty as far as poverty can go and then denzel and morgan freeman kind of are more in the middle like the 
Morgan Freeman is obviously like a bit older and a bit more um, educated, a bit more educated, but also a bit more considerate, right? Mm. And then Denzel is like pure the fire. rage, right? Pure he's, fire. He he feels it. He's, he's angry. Yeah, and like I think that that is I think that is all um, does a really good job of, yeah. of sharing those perspectives from a from a few different angles. And uh, I love when. Um, I mean, the, it's the, Morgan Friedman just says it to him. He's like, you, like you're just a swamp runner. He's like, that's all you're gonna be unless you like, yeah. Unless you like, you, if if this is the road you keep going down, you're never gonna be nothing. But like, just running, you're just gonna be a, you're just gonna be running away. Yeah, you're fighting everybody. Angry, yeah. yeah. He's just so angry, angry and pissed off. It's really good, it's- like. Oh, yeah. There's so much good like when he smacks him across the face and after he gives him that ripping into and walks away like Denzel just standing there like shocked because that's the thing he needed to hear and then not long after that they have their before their final battle they have their little uh, kind of sermon song sing along thing and it gets so raw there it, it's like the, this movie gets like the emotions welling up the music is like really really good in this movie James Horner yeah he did such a good job building it up um, one of my favorite scenes where I get like the chills every time is um, the um, the proclamation comes out from the rebel side from the confederate side and it's the one that Brent talked about earlier where you know any um, any black soldier in uniform is going to be shot and the white officers will be uh, summarily put to death um, and then uh, it's a sleepy night and everyone's like just thinking on everything uh, and then Matthew Broderick walks out in the morning and he says to Carrie who's like how many remain and Carrie doesn't say a thing and then he walks out and the, the music swells like it's it's so good every last soldier is there and he's like glory hallelujah yeah because he tells everyone they can go yeah he's like no problem full discharges in the morning will yeah. be granted to anyone who asks for it officers included and then he's like if you're not here in the morning i get it dude to, to carry and he's like i'm here man i also love, love it how they just the the stuff with thomas where thomas is um upset and he's getting bullied by the uh what's that guy's name trip yeah uh, whoever the guy's screaming at them all the time oh the mcmill oh, okay the, the yeah drill sergeant and yeah. he comes to him and he's crying in front of everybody and he says he wants to talk to to yeah. matthew broderick's character and matthew broderick's won't the next time those two interact um he learned he's learned his lesson we haven't seen but we've kind of seen like just little spotted him like training and working with the other guys but the next time he sees matthew broderick uh, he's he's very respectful as him being his commanding yes. officer. Yeah. And then at the ends, when uh, when he says, "If this man should fall with this flag, who will pick it up and continue?" And yeah. then he says, "He will." I will. Fuck, it gives oh, me goosebumps so every time. He, and there's so many Thank times. You, just we'll see you in the fort. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, that I, that little line there, because you at that point you're like, "There's no way they're gonna make it." You're a little hopeful, but. I don't know. The sermon was really kind of like the evil foreshadowing, and and just when Broderick uh, lets his horse go and is looking out at the water, and the music is going, like I swear, I I'm almost in music. tears every time. Yeah. The music I just believe, gets me. I believe Colin and I had a disagreement on this. Surprisingly, um, I believe that he knew it was a suicide mission. Yeah, I think he did too. And Colin thinks that he thought they would, they could make it. Uh, just the way he talks and stuff, he's like we. He's like, someone needs to go in and distract him while the rest of us move up. And who's going to do this? And he's like, we will. And they're like, he's like, your men are tired. You haven't slept. You just were in a battle. And he's like, you should have seen us. He's yeah. like, we can do this. 
I think, I don't know, I think it was part that he figured they would let them do that because if you're in the vanguard, you're going to have the higher casualties and no one was going to complain if if the black soldiers were going to go do that because this is the, that time. Um, uh, but I also think he would have known, like this was, the, the guy basically says it when he's setting them up for the mission. He's like, survival probabilities are low. But I just think it was a pride. We were like, this would be the most, if Broderick was sitting up and be like, if we got into a battle in the next five days, where would be the one where we could make the biggest impact on the planet Earth? And it would be this one rushing the fort. He's like, this is what we're going to do. And everyone, everyone just, they bought it. None of his boys complained or said, let's not do it. They got together and they sang their songs and they said their goodbyes and I would have asked Crushed for a dish. I got this, the letter, the letter, no, but I'd be like, still a thing? Are you putting us no? in the Vanguard? I, cool I, I got the sense that that there's he's there's definitely a, when he was looking out at the ocean, he let his horse go. There's definitely an acceptance that whatever happens, happens, and yeah. if he dies, he dies. But I I honestly think when when they're going towards the fort and they're down in that pit, and he jumps up and grabs that flag, when the flag guy goes down, he's like, come on, like he. Like you, if you didn't believe in somewhat that you might be able to do this, I don't think you, you would have just laid in that water and just hid. It, the thing is, is that if they sit there, they all die, yeah. no matter what. But they could do a little something. They're 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 meant to like do make. He a wanted. Dent, I a think he dent. wanted to show. I think he wanted to show all of the other battalions that they could do this. Yeah, and no, that, he needed to get them up and moving for their own safety. No, I mean like before they even went out. I think he he wanted to show that. Because everyone kept saying how well trained his men were, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, can't believe. And like, and what's his name? Carrie you Eloise. Especially see that in juxtaposition to the other guy with the yeah. with the with the with the black battalion or whatever. When he is like, he's he's treating them so. Oh human. yeah, like, like, those were just yeah. That was I mean yeah. They were just taking former slaves and putting uniforms on them and taking them around. But it was the around. exact same thing no, but as, 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 as uh, Captain Shaw. Except Captain it, Shaw he took it them seriously. like men and right. soldiers yes. and trained them That's like correct. they should. But the other guy was just like rape and pillage. Yeah. It was the Carrie yeah. Eloise line though. Carrie Eloise says to Robert, his name is first name is Robert. Right? Yep. Robert yeah. yep. He says, um, Robert, he's like, these men are, he's like, they're already better than any of the white battalions we've worked with. Yeah. Like they're already, they already can, they already do everything better. So like he trained them like as the best like unit. So I honestly believe that he thought if anybody could do it, him and his men might be able to do this. Yeah, I'm sure you'd have to have some notion that it could be I, done. I would just it would be hard for me to believe that he was just like I'm just gonna take my battalion that I've like fought for, worked so hard for, and we're gonna all just suicide. I wouldn't think he did that. But I think at, he was like, we can do this. Back in that day of War Two, <laughs> if we're thinking of the Civil War era, this was a lot of like get in lines, march, like. They're fighting. They it's so terrible when they the like worst. line up and it's just honor and, and like, at each other. Whoever and they run with bayonets. Those whoever guys, came up uh, with those, those. It was just to make it fair. That's what it was. It was yeah, it was like, an honor thing. If yeah. you hid in the trees and shot from like a position of like warfare, an event, yeah, yeah, that was that was dishonorable. You would win the battle dishonorably. And so that's why they. I stood did not there. know that. Yeah, what so a the, bunch of dumb. Fucks. And they would capture the senior officers and then ransom them back. Because it would be like, oh, the men are fodder. Let them fight in the field. We'll shake hands. Oh, we lost the battle. Capture us and get us back later on in the day. I'm sure it was a little worse than that. But for the most part, I think that's how they kind of thought about things. And so I don't think men would have had any delusions of grandeur about like just getting mowed down in certain situations. Um, also, the Robert expectation was like for life in, might be different. Robert yeah. got rid of his horse and he's in the front lines when yeah. he then went to the castle. Yep. Nice horse too. Oh, it was a really nice horse. I don't really know horses. That actually, though, like John's saying, is one of the moments why that letter is so significant at the beginning because the because the officers were generally like 
they were not expendable and they would basically be like held and then released for money and then they'd go back into the lineup and it was always like these are like the elites or whatever else right and they are they are not to be killed like the rest of the soldiers this is a game we play but we play it with pawns and um when they say like we'll kill the officers that's why he's like officers can fucking get discharged here too like yeah because you're no longer almost like from a from a spot of like protection you you're losing that now you're now you're just like everyone else yeah it's really fucking crazy man it's nuts that's nuts to think about that that type of warfare so it's hard to put yourself in in their perspective on what exactly they were thinking i could see both ways like part of them would be thinking past the life and death of it all and more towards the moving the movement forward or the the i I don't know if they were thinking of glory at the time but like seriously like that that unit needed to make a um put a stamp on the world and this was definitely the way to do it for life or death i thought it'd be funny if he volunteered when he volunteers to be the first to attack the uh, base or the fort or whatever if carrie always is like Dude, how about asking me? Huh? What about that? <laughs> what huh? about a second in command, <laughs> asshole? I don't yeah. want to do it. Can we not have had that conversation? I yeah, have this whole thing wait, with wait, cannons. Wait, can we have a minute? Can we have a minute to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Time, time out, time out. Sorry, General. Time, time, time. Yeah, time. like, dude, I don't like cannons. Because even if I was <laughs> Kelly, I think if I was Kelly Eloise, I'd be like, what? Whoa, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, me too. You'd have woken up in the morning and I'd be gone. So I'd be like, I'd be like, hold up. I'd rather desert than just throw myself at a fucking huge cannons yeah. yeah it's I, sad it makes it more sad um I, i've rewound yes, i am a coward if yeah. you're wondering when yeah. i've seen this movie bef- i've seen this movie a lot when i was younger and i would i would rewind i would watch to the end and then i would rewind it to when he he get, gets his horse and t- gets off his horse and smacks it on the beach and it walks away and now i'd watch that whole ending again the music first of all part of it was the music the music in this is fantastic so james good. horner was yeah, the guy who composed so his music good. i think he's passed now i'll have to look yeah i, I agree think he's it's died. first time i've heard of it it's great music though <laughs> <laughs> the first time you heard of what the we great did, music in the we, movie we, we talked about this five minutes ago did we talk i just us? said music was great and, and i, I talked about james how horner. it brings me to tears and yeah he's like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> But it's like you're gone. <laughs> the music, though, in this movie, like carries yeah the whole film perfectly. Yep. Yeah, it's done really well. Even the beginning and stuff. Yeah. Like the more subtle stuff. Like the you never notice the music throughout the movie in a bad way, where where it like overtakes what's going on. The editing is fantastic. The directing, the battle scenes are good yeah. in this. The vocal type when they're rushing the fort, when the few who make it into the fort do, and and Carrie has got them rallied on the wall, and it's like, oh, do, 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 oh, 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 oh. and then you're like, holy fuck, you're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. Oh, I. Oh. You do think they're going to when they break the when yeah. they when they um when they go into the base actually? You're like, god damn, because I'd only seen this movie once a very long time ago yeah um so watching it now was like I'd, I'd say basically brand new watching it for the first yeah. and um i you get it you get a feeling when they fucking breach the wall you're like god damn they're good yeah fucking every do time it. i Thomas watch it f- i think they might do it i know that music you like, want them to and thomas has the flag thomas has the flag he's like what yeah, he like, and you're like, fuck yeah, man. Thomas becomes a man. Thomas kicks some ass. Thomas like, at the end of the movie, like he's like beating people with the butts of his guns oh, yeah. and shooting other people and stuff. Oh, I meant to thank you for reminding me of this. In the early scenes when um, he's training with the the uh, the Irish officer, he's yeah. like, 
stab me and he tries a few times to stab him um, when he tries the last time semi-aggressively um, the sergeant takes the gun away and smashes him with the butt he pulls that exact same move in that last yes, assault he does. exactly oh. the same the guy comes at him with the bayonet and he's like uh-uh I'm from the 9-9 whoop whoop smash your face <laughs> bayonet in your lungs thank you yeah he does he does the it's exact fuck, it, I, I jumped out of my seat when I saw it this time because I'm like that's what happened here before yeah he learned wait, wait is that it's when he they're in the Is fort. That the captain, the nine nine. Yes. Thomas? Yes. Yes, that's Thomas. Yeah. Jesus Andre Brown. Christ. You didn't know that was him? The I've whole said time? this a few times. I know you Did said you it at the beginning. You were like, you're like Adrian Brown, but I didn't realize that was Thomas. I didn't put it together. Oh yeah. Holy <laughs> that's shit. That's so funny that I you know. didn't know that. I'm got you, now you have to watch it again. Cause when I was watching, I kept Every thinking time. about him as Oh wow, because I the love captain him. I from love the nine him in Brooklyn nine yes, nine. So he plays much. it so well. He I mean he like yeah, he's, he's my so character. good in this movie. Yeah, he's so like when he he cries and he just gets treated so poorly and he just you have to be tough when you're in the army. You can't be emotional and his his arc is the biggest. It's got to be of all of them. I like, think everyone's as big. Because oh, Denzel, Denzel grabs the flag. Yeah. Because at the end, when yeah. that guy goes down, he, Denzel's the one that gets everyone moving again. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's so crazy. And uh, man, when the end starts looming around now, and then after Matthew Broderick goes down, yeah, Denzel goes up and then gets plugged and dies on top of him. Yeah. I, I like. Th- at least that makes me feel like a little comforting. And they get to be together in eternity too. I guess is the way you'd put it. Because at the end, when they're dropping the bodies in the grave, they throw Matthew Broderick's in, and he goes down, and then. Um, uh, Denzel gets thrown on top of him and then Matthew Broderick's arm kind of cur- curls around him. It's like, it's all in slow motion. It's again to the beautiful music. It's crazy. So you just, it's like, oh, well, at least, you know, those two, they get, they get to be together and they're like the, the afterlife odd couple. I think it's also... I mean, kind of weird to me that they end up together forever <laughs> I, because they, they, there was, it, it's a mutual respect, I think, that's gained and I think it's it's greater is like the symbolism behind That's what I'm saying. Being on top of each other. Yeah. But it is also weird that like those two, because, I mean, you can see that's respect, it's, but they don't, not really a lot it's, of love. It's, there. The, yeah. it's the symbolism of, of the, of both of them being buried in the same grave. Yeah, the is, brotherhood. They went yeah. through all that. They, they like shared that not, camaraderie and now they'll hold each other in, like, in death. I mean, it's it's kind of beautiful. For 50 oh, or totally for is, hundreds yeah. of years after that, they wouldn't even allow black people to ride on the same bus or are in the same part of the bus or use the same bathroom. But yet these two men all those years ago were buried in the same grave. Yeah. And fought I and mean, that's kind of like, just great symbolism and like and it doesn't the movie isn't surprisingly everybody dies but no matter how many times i watch it i always don't the overall theme or messages in the movie overcome your sadness yeah it's pride and hope yeah it's it's really is about hope and pride it's not about like oh my god i can't believe they all died that's not how you feel at the end it's because the death isn't the end of it because because the beginning almost the beginning of everything yeah because what they've done is they've won a victory so large yeah that it that it it's it's um it carries on their, maybe their that was like is almost important right? it is yeah. maybe that was the moment like that was the moment that turned everything into the next chapter which has gone on unfortunately too long uh, on the way to straight equality um but yeah. like that was a big moment because it was from slavery being ended to now we're out there soldiers fighting side by side and dying together for the same cause of freedom um that everybody was uh, uh, you know on the on the north side was fighting for anyway um it's uh yeah. It's just amazing that that, crazy. that that struggle is still going on 250 years later. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that really hit me was a lot of the still still the same struggles are going on and just what a story this is. 
this is real. Like a lot of this stuff actually happened. That blows my fucking mind. Not that never left my head throughout the whole movie. That that this whole scenario, we're still seeing the aftermath of it. Um, it's a crazy time, crazy time for crazy fighting for reasons. They just they the the South wanted to keep slavery alive for their basically for their and economy. Th- this sake. is on Netflix too, right? Glory was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. That's really interesting to me that this movie and American History X are like so popular right now on Netflix. Yeah, I just feel like it's really interesting time that to watch these two movies. Yeah, these are two. um, Those are two like good movies that I think they both have the the tales of hope. American History X ends on a bit more of a downer, um, and you kind of stay down with the end of that one. It makes you like think more about it. Uh, this one, I'm with Colin. It, it, the downer part didn't last with me. The hope, the hope part did. Um, and seeing the characters change as much as they did, it was really, really awesome to watch this time. I watched this movie like once a year, I think. I just can't keep away. It's like um, Master and Commander. I just can't help myself but watch that movie once oh, a year. We should do that one. That would be a really interesting one. Yeah, um, it is a triumph. Yeah, it is. And and everything that comes together, like Zwick is really deft behind the... Uh, deft behind the camera like solid solid directing in this movie it could have been really poorly done but all the battle scenes come together well you get a sense of chaos but also there's like uh, a purpose to it you kind of know where you are at all times like even on assaulting the the, the fortress there's only like a few times because it's so dark out um, you might not have a full grasp of the lay of the land, but uh, you certainly it certainly rams at home when they start like lobbing mortars down on them and throwing dynamite and shit like that good acting good music good story good yeah what important. wasn't good was there any speed yeah bumps? so this is one of those movies we got to think of what's a speed bump anything i guess the ones i said in the beginning with like the perspective yeah, i and, agree and, with I, that. and i feel like i would have like i said like it's oddly i feel like this movie could have been longer and 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 covered more as good yeah. yeah um i feel like you can't but once again you're right but you at in this day and age like you definitely that would be the way you go about it but i mean and then John's what John said, I think, for, to counter that is though that it was handled so well, yeah. and so there's they were considerate. It wasn't it wasn't like exploitive, it wasn't silly, it wasn't um, you know like white preachy or anything like that. The, it just it felt like it was a good story that like hits all the you know the right notes. That's the thing I think that you just said is is an important thing about it is that it's not. It's not white preachy. It's more like it's like Shaw is an individual. Mm. He's not. He doesn't represent a white movement. Yeah. He is a man who is an who is by all means a really good man in charge of a of a black battalion. And instead of being preachy or trying to be like any kind of like whitewashing over it, I feel like this movie maybe avoids that. And you, maybe maybe I miss it if it's there, but I feel like it, it does a good job of avoiding that. Yeah, even all the scenes in uh, Boston, you're at the hoity-toity parties, and it's like a lot of a lot of white people, but there are a few like black, um, more well-to-do people there as well. And Governor, is it Governor Andrew? No, Governor Andrew, and I forget the um, the other gentleman who was at the party, the Frederick influential. Douglas. Yes, yeah, Frederick, Frederick Douglass, Douglass, absolutely. So that was a nice a, a nice little bit to be thrown in. I, I would say if they had taken Shaw's character and started earlier in his life and he hadn't come from this abolitionist background and he had to like 
um, go through his own journey to first believe and then because he like changed and believed then he became colonel that would have been too much of a of a, of a shifting story based on him yeah. Um, yeah that would have been too much about him and, and that, that movement was... and so th- you just come into it and he's like this is the way I've always been and I believe in this and a lot of people watching this movie will too and so we don't have to get into that background yeah, therefore actually, making it preachy that, then it does then it does it fucking ruins it actually yeah, yeah it would. I, I mean I would have definitely been tempted to make him not want to do it been forced to do it and then over the course of doing it came to 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 change change his mind about what he was doing and believe in it yeah but it's not supposed to be about Shaw it's supposed to be about the black the soldiers the black yeah. soldiers and that Shaw, Shaw was just he was like um he was helping that along that's the thing is Shaw, Shaw doesn't save them He's not like this white savior saving them. He he's somebody who believed in the cause, and they they at the end of the day they all kick in and come through themselves. It's not just because of him. No, it's because of their passion and what they've been through, and that they want to they want to see this through at the end of the movie. So that's why I think it it's not like well, you said whitewash it starts off segregated and it ends with like a like together right yeah, yeah. even it's, the it's, carrie they lose, they lose that separation like when you see denzel thrown on top of um like obviously that's what it is right it's it's you see that the lines are erased i think and it, yeah that's fucking really good yeah, yeah that's a great way of putting it the lines are erased at the end of the movie because like they're just they're both men who are fighting for the same cause it doesn't matter the color of their skin yeah against those fucking dumb cocksuckers i love the <laughs> way that those fucking idiots all <laughs> Back- look like fucking backwards redneck <laughs> jesus christ like all the fucking all the, all the broderick side whatever the fucking i don't know what the other side of the confederacy was called just american i don't, I don't know is there they were the rebs right rebels the confederates, no, the were, confederates the rebels. were the rebels the north or the, they were the northerners i don't know the northerners Americans yeah the, the uh the southerners were the reds so they yeah. all have yeah. they all have uniforms and the other guys just look like they fucking they just got ran out the shed and fucking with the moonshine they got a moonshine yeah. jug and even a when they're in the fort and they go over the walls i was expecting like a little bit the only thing that unifies them is that they all look like fucking like a like a swamp bayou people <laughs> a bunch of fucking trash guys. the union people. they were the union <laughs> the union the there you yeah, go the unions and the confederates yeah sorry once again we're we're canadian so we like have a very this isn't our history we don't have a huge understanding of this stuff i think but we sound like we have a hatred it. for it well yeah <laughs> but for fucking any perspective that's that's fighting a war over that i had an argument with a person one time who was uh uh, didn't know he was as racist as he was, <laughs> and, his, and, so, his, and his and his argument about the Confederacy was, well, think about it. They tried to take away those people's way of making money. Yeah, of course they were upset, and I was like, they were keeping people, <laughs> like as property, as possession. I can't make as much what, money if I have to pay people to do the work. Livelihood. They're yeah. fucking. They're subhuman for doing that. Yeah. How do you defend that? What? Because they're, my taxes got it's the way it's always been. <laughs> yeah. It's the way it's been. That's yeah. Crazy, we can't man. change it now. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's not my some fault. Some people can do to fucking allow oh, horrific yeah. behavior beyond belief. Um, but going back a little bit, I can't, uh, nothing pops out to me as negative in this movie. And whenever I saw this movie for the first time, I was old enough to kind of get it. I probably would have been 13 or 14. I would have, been able to understand the way the story was told but something was always there and cool about this movie for a young person and then as I watched more and more war movies and, and found that you know there was a lot of great stories to be told that revolve around such a horrible topic 
Um, this one always stood out as one of my faves. And now that, you know, there's lots of relevant stuff going on in the world and, um, uh, and I rewatch it now from, from having this critical eye on how movies are made and story and structure and, and directing and all that stuff. And yeah, I honestly can't say much bad about this movie. This is a, a really great movie. Um, I wonder how the movie would have turned out if it had been from a different focus, which we, we opened the show starting it and maybe there's not a good answer for it because I'd be hard pressed to figure out how to make this movie better. You want to call it? I think I'm kind of getting there unless there's more to. No, no. Yeah. So I, I mean, with all that kind of being said, um, glory absolutely holds up. Absolutely holds up. It's like, it's important now. Man, would I have been surprised if you said the other. So great. I know. Hey, (laughs) I hate it. Morgan Freeman's no good when he gets promoted. That's another great scene too. When they put the stripes on him, and uh, yeah, there's just so much good. And, and it's, um, I have a, I don't know, I, the only word I can think to describe it is like a sadness when I see people being uh, ripped against for, for whatever, wherever they're from or whatever they look like. And there's lots of that in this movie, but it just, there's so much pride and um, it, it all comes along so strongly. It's hard not to like, just, I, I tear up, I well up with, with pride and emotion and, and whatever else I feel. And uh, it's great. This movie just always leaves me smiling at the end of the day and like, fuck, I can't believe this happened. It's crazy, but it's so well done. So bravo to everybody involved in this. This was an important movie to make and in 89 was handled really, really well. Paper, rock, scissors for next or what? One, two, three, shoot. Oh. I, I remember how you do it too. We had a three-fingered thumb and then something else. I don't know. <laughs> that was a piece. That was a, a three. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. Uh, did I win because of my three yeah. three fingers? You flashed uh, up gang totally sign. I really were scared. I, I this this movie gives me goosebumps. This movie makes me want to cry. This movie like like in many different parts of it. it, it only it's once again only when you really care about the character and uh, and he says like uh, I'll when when Thomas says I'll I'll do, I'll pick up the flag and stuff like you're just like oh my god I can't believe this is happening. Like, oh, if, if only every movie <laughs> could have characters that feel so real and rich and uh, that you care about. Like, yeah, like this has it all in spades. I care about everybody. I even like the guy who's mean to them because at first you don't He's like him. And then he like makes he kind of puts the colonel to shame. Yeah. When he says, let him when when he's saying, aren't you being a little hard on Thomas? And he's like, you grew yeah. up with the boy. And he's yeah. like, yeah grew up with him he's like well let him grow up some more yeah it's a great like then all of a sudden i respected that guy i'm like that guy's actually right like robert is being too precious for thomas and he needs to like get out yep. of the way like i liked everybody in this movie i even liked the guys that they fought with and then at the end when they said give yeah. him hell 54 yeah oh so good i've i've watched this movie like i don't even know i lost track when, yeah. when i i fell in love with this movie the first time yep. i saw this movie in the late 80s or early 90s i like i owned it in many different forms whether it was vhs or dvd it's a great movie i think i bought it this time to watch it too thank god because i'll definitely watch oh, it again this can't... is a once a year movie yeah yeah i was too much of a meatball when i was young to fucking get into something like this <laughs> and to to hold to to be like uh the way they did handle it in 89 is uh, astonishing. Like the people who, who wrote this, directed it, produced it, were very intelligent, very thoughtful. Mm. They were, you know, they were doing this for all the right reasons. 
Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to make a movie like this. I, this is a subject that would be like impossible to tackle. Oh yeah. Like from, from that perspective, I really feel like that's why it needed to be grounded in those, those letters and the events that, that happened to him, because then all the rest of it, that's your like skeleton to make the rest of the, you know, the building of the it's dinosaur true. or whatever. It's true. And they made a great, it's great. Yeah. I Brent? guess it's the difference if you, sorry, before Brent jumps in, I, I guess it's the difference between if you come up with a story out of nothing and you're trying to piece together all the right angles versus you're like, look at these letters. Like <clears throat> you could take these six, seven letters that they end up reading throughout the, throughout the film and like that really bookends this guy's life and here are the battles that they fought. Like, and here was what it was for. Like, this is how you can tell an actual true story where we know most of the facts from this guy's letter. And so that's what we'll do. And it'll be about this important thing. I, 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 I get so lost yeah. in the, the, the ending too, when they're, they're down in the ditch and they're in the water and they, they know they have to go and the sun's gone down and stuff and they start getting like pummeled with, yeah. with different ordnance and grenades and stuff are dynamite. And then, uh, Matthew Broderick grabs the flag, gets shot. And then Denzel's the one who goes up and grabs the flag and then he gets shot too. And you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden the rest of them are just like, yeah! yeah. And they charge up like, that hill. And then they start like kicking ass. Yeah. I, and I love that. Like I yeah. get so excited for them. I'm like, and I do every time. A little part of me is like, I think they're going to do it this time. <laughs> they can do this. Alternate they, ending. They're inside. The, they're inside. They, they've gotten in. Yeah. It's crazy to me too. Like at the end, it says that that fort was never, never taken. taken. No. And so to me, I felt conflicted actually, because I was like, God damn it. Like not only did they all die, but like, did they all die for nothing if they never took that fort after all? And like, you realize that there's a greater, a greater thing here, but, um, but that, that makes me very sad. It yeah. does. You well, have to, you'd have to think past it because not long after that, um, I think Lincoln signed another thing that opened up, um, a larger opportunity for for black citizens the emancipation to be proclamation i get uh it wasn't just the free and the slaves it's something that he wrote that that allowed them to enlist on a larger scale than just for this one oh. unit um and they that i mean the way that the history is written is that the, that was a big help in oh, in yeah, turning the tide of the war don't they like a bunch yeah. of other people yeah. so that the fact that they did that even though they lost inspired many others to take up the right same on. cause right so so that kind of turned me around Sadness i feel this yeah away. i know you got to think the long game right as yeah, that yeah. reb flag goes up and i was just like oh it's coming down soon it'll only take 130 <laughs> years yeah they're still <laughs> fucking that's the that's the shocking <laughs> thing is still to this day there's fucking people flying that fucking flag yeah it's, it's part of our so history. So weird. And there's there's people that are honestly it's bitterness. not doing it because they're not they're not appreciating really what that's saying yeah and, and i think they're just like it's history but they're not really considering it and then there's other ones that are just fucking trash people. oh yeah oh yeah trash people all right did you finish your bit i never started there no. you go go um no you're done okay well no, just kidding. <laughs> we'll see you next week Yay. enjoy your shit <laughs> um <laughs> so i think that uh this definitely holds up um like we said, it's it's hard to find holes in this, but I think it's it's because what is done well is done so well mm. that any errors that might be there, it is really hard to spot them. Um, it's it's so fucking enjoyable the movie. You like everyone. Denzel for me, like I'm sure probably everyone is just like 
he's just got so much fucking gravity. He's got this field around him. That's just like yeah. so compelling. And you buy into his character and you fucking, you want him to be, to be a part of it. But he's like, he feels like, you know, he's separate. Like he's, he's more of an individual. He's fighting it for him. He's not doing it for you. Right. And it's just, it's fuck. This movie grabs you, man. And I mean, Morgan Freeman's in it. So what are you going to do? It's Morgan Freeman's typecast as the best guy in the room in every movie he's in. He's the fucking There's a reason best for that. guy. Yeah. So yeah, I fucking he, love the movie, man. I think I think I'm not a Matthew Broderick fan. Um, usually. There's some movies that I fucking love him in, like The Freshman and like fucking oh, yeah. you know, election? stuff like that. Election. Oh, yeah. he's so good in um, election. Oh, I love that and movie. it's 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 not that I don't like him, it's just he's not really someone that I usually uh, vibe with, but I think he's good in this. I think he plays it well and I think he's a good character for this captain where he's He's got that almost that naivete, and he's he seems a little bit fuck. Well, he's obviously a little bit green around the fucking mm-hmm. uh, gills, but um, like it, man. If you think of the ups and downs of all the, the four main characters in the in the unit, um, where you have you know Trip going from getting whipped to grabbing that flag and dying on the hill, and and his speech with or his talk with Matthew Broderick on the after that battle, and then you have. Um, Thomas, who is like crying and getting the shit kicked out of him to being like one of the first guys in the fort. Um, And you have uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's character who um, is like bashful and reserved when when praise and everything is put on him when he when he gets his stripes for one example. And um, uh, and then it's crazy, like all the ups and downs of the various characters. You can think, oh, uh, Jupiter, um, when he's on the firing line and Matthew Broderick's blasting the gun behind his head, deafening them both. If I remember hearing that story correctly, that they did that with blanks and it was just like, do it, do it and firing off. But you get to see him all shaken there and then being like completely heroic in it. It just, it's such a roller coaster ride well, for that, all the characters. That comes full circle when he's, when he's in the, in that line firing. Yeah. And there's that guy and he's like, he's getting ready to fire him. and he's doing exactly what Broderick set him up yep. to do in that thing where I, he's like, it, despite the fucking uh, chaotic fucking environment around him and all the shit, yeah. he's like fucking game on. It's so funny too because yeah. Z- Zawick, um, the director, rips off that his that exact same scene for the Last Samurai. He does the ex- oh, that's um, right. He does almost the exact same scene in oh, yeah. that movie. We got to do that too with Tom, mm. where Tom Cruise like is making the guys try and shoot at him. He's like, yep. if you don't shoot at me and yep. kill me, I will kill you. And then the guy has to load the gun really fast and then he's like, train them right or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's exactly the Another same. Movie pretty much. Dies at the end. But that one's yeah. a... But Jesus. That one's a white... Zwick. But I feel like that one is more of a whitewash. Because The Last Samurai sure. is a white guy and that yeah. white guy is Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if it's going to be anybody. <laughs> so, but I do remember liking that movie. Yeah, I think that one should make our short list. Uh, and what was the oh, other yeah. one we just talked about that was also... Oh, we should ele- do everything election. Yeah, we should go back and do a lot of Zwick. Just do all I the loving, movies. Oh, would that mean Contact? Or was that... No, um, that that's Zemeckis, isn't it? Or is it Zwick? Oh, no, that's not, that's not him. That's somebody else. I can see how you'd get confused. Oh. Zwick and Zemeckis. Zazaza. What the Zaz? Zaza. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> Godfather 3 coming never. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doesn't so hold up. Here we go. Uh, Glory was a really great movie. Uh, so back to back, really great, really important movies. Um, go watch them both. Listen to both episodes again after you've watched and uh, let us know what you think. It was um, great to do these. I think uh, I like when we have happy movies because when we rip on movies, that can be a lot of fun too, but it's really great to see the ones that bring you all back around to 
like the ones that do actually hold up and why I, yeah. I love finding them refinding well, them and that's the thing is like i said like i never saw this movie a lot but i see it now and i found that i fucking love it right yeah but it's it's not something that probably would have fell into my regular rotation but uh the show sometimes fucking opens the show yeah so there you go well go watch glory and enjoy it have a great week and as always folks enjoy your shit Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.